open water? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Are there sharks? There's jellyfish. Oh, that's terrifying. We're so, so, like, I'm lucky I got, like... So you have to get a friend really fast if you get stung. They'll pee on you. They'll pee on you. <laughs> if, if I get to shore in time, yeah. I guess that would work. And welcome back to the Bug and Rug Podcast. As always, my name is Kaylin, and today I am here with Jack and a special guest. Do you want me to say Cameron or Gibbs? Oh, whatever or you want to be referred to as. We'll go Gibbs. Okay, Gibbs. That's what I call you. So that's what I would say. And today we're bringing you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully, by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Now, I was joking with Jack earlier because I said that I was going to introduce you as a longtime listener, first time <laughs> guest. But from what I've heard, you've only listened to a couple recently, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like I knew about it. Yeah. So I occasionally would like chime in here and there or so. I'm a big Jack fan. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I mean, but, who isn't? But, I mean, but yeah, it's like. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you just like, your end story. Like, I was like chilling, listening to it last night to like get prepared for this, and just so happened that like my sleep paralysis demon decided to join in too. Yes. Um. So there's a lot another long time listener <laughs> to make sure that both of you are downloading it, and if you could get your sleep paralysis demon to also rate it on like Apple and like Spotify, get get it boosted out there. You know that would be fantastic. To the sleep paralysis demon dimension dimension realm wherever they are i don't know here is that that's i mean if they're demons it'd technically be like hell i don't know anyway it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so i've asked gibbs to be on this episode because it involves a lot of running now jack and i we all met running basically i guess you would say um i don't know how you guys i guess first met but we met because we were on the track team could have been because of okay i was like i don't know if you met yeah i was like i don't know but jack's a sprinter so what's the furthest you've ever ran you did you did the go gallop that was 5k i've done i've done two competitive with an asterisk by a fun run 5k (laughs) (laughs) what was the other one the Betty Zane 5K oh. <laughs> in my hometown right before I went with Ben. And Ben left me with like two, like tenths of a mile left. I was on like the home stretch. He was like, I gotta finish. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you. See you. Okay, I've only ran 10Ks. That's the longest I've done. Right? Yeah. You would know this. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but Gibbs is on as a special guest because. He is at least training for something longer. Have you run anything longer before? So, in like training wise, I was stupid and did two half marathons like back to back. Interesting. Yeah, very very dumb. Um, <laughs> I was like, is that suggested? Because well. so, I don't think. Well, so. it's like just like in the training plan, it was like you know go for an extra long run. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it quickly turned into why not just do a half marathon? <laughs> and then Strava decided to cut short, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, well, it didn't count, so I decided to do another one. So you're like, I have to have this on <laughs> so, paper. 
that yeah. it that I've done it mm-hmm. makes sense to me. But yeah, so I'm training for an Ironman 70.3. Okay, so, so what does that involve? Is I a, mean, we've looked it up, but I forget. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a 1.2 mile swim. Okay, it is a transitioned into a 56 mile bike ride. Oh God! Right into a half marathon. Okay, so 13.1 miles. Okay, okay. Yeah. So. I'm confident about the bike. I'm confident about the run. Ugh. It's that whole swim thing that's yeah. like that's tough. Yeah. See, I'm not I'm not good at riding. I can ride bikes if it's flat. Yes. So I guess mm-hmm. it depends on where it is. It's, it's a very flat course. Okay. It's in Cambridge, Maryland, but the swim thing. As much as I was like a swim coach for yeah. a few years, um, yeah, we, we got to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't trained for that yet as much no, as you I mean, like. Is it open water? Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. Are there sharks? There's jellyfish. Oh, that's terrifying. So, so, like, I'm lucky I got, like... So you have to get a friend really fast if you get stung. They'll pee on you. They'll pee on you. <laughs> if, if I get to shore in time, yeah. I guess that would work. But I, I feel like it's definitely going to be a... I'm going to get out, like, 100, 200 yards and be like, I'm feeling great. And then it's just going to hit me, like... Yeah. Oh, I still have, like, a mile left. <laughs> that is it's really like far, that. yeah. I'm sure you'll be fine, though. Because you've been training for... Uh, the, the the bike and run portion decently yeah, yeah, yeah. or so it's that whole swim thing where it's yeah. just trying to find time to get in the pool I have, yeah and you have to kind of find like 25 yards just going back and forth is probably miserable so yeah you have to yes. at least try to find somewhere at yeah end. it's still only 50 yeah that, so going wheeling creek but no it's it's definitely an interesting mindset or so so i'm very fortunate to have you know two collegiate swimmers that are kind of helping me oh that's nice Um, as well so our our former former coach at wheeling and Mm -hmm. then our current coach as well so one kind of taught me how to swim yeah um because i never knew how to swim before i was a grad assistant like officially yeah like Like, like, you could save your life that's what jack always says he's like i I could survive but Probably not that far. But yeah, but still. To get out. When I out. was young, when we were younger, my dad used to work at Camp Dawson, which mm-hmm. is like a military type thing. Yeah. And there's a big pool there. And so yeah. when we had free time, we would just go and he'd make us swim. But he like taught us, this is how you actually, I'm not good. But like, I'm I know <laughs> like uh, how to actually kind of swim a little bit. Yeah. Um, my dad was a rescue diver. Yeah. My sister really likes to swim. Mm-hmm. I- I really like to swim. I used to, my grandpa had a pool and I was in it like all the time. So, no, it's like he, one of the first practices, he like, our former coach made me get in mm-hmm. and I wasn't five yards out from the wall. And he's yeah. like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> You're doing yeah. everything wrong. And, and literally, like, I, I have to coach these kids later. So yeah. it's like, it's like, all right. Um, so very quickly, he's like, you just stay with the social media side. Of You're like, I'll, I'll do right. this, the, the coaching. Yeah. Um, Sometimes though, like, I, if you're rounded enough, I feel like eventually you would probably be able to be like, I don't know how to fix it, but I know you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? I mean? This is what you're doing. Yeah. This is what you should do. Right, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't well, show I just, you, yeah, but... Throws. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same premise, but it's like, yeah. even now, I was talking to some of these athletes, it's like, do the like the one thing better and yeah, like yeah. how do you know that i'm like, like listen youtube is my new best friend <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like i've well. looked this all up yeah. i like it okay well then some of this you may or may not know then since you haven't officially ran your iron man yet mm-hmm. but but i'm dubbing you the expert on some of this stuff oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so be prepared <laughs> So for those of you who do not know, which I didn't actually know this definition technically, but a marathon by definition is a long distance running race, strictly one of 26 miles or 42.195 kilometers. And then an ultra marathon by definition is a long distance running race that is just 
longer than that. But... I, thought, I thought an ultra. I thought an ultra was double, but uh, no it was specific distance. So it's not. No, nope. It can be. It's usually categorized by distances, mm-hmm. like. 50 kilometers, 50 miles, 100 kilometers, 100 miles, like pretty even across the board. Or there's timed ultra marathons, which are basically like you run in the same loop for... Right, exactly. For like 24 hours, 12 hours. It's usually like a pretty simple, like 6, 12, 24, whatever. My dad actually had a friend that did that, except they ran in, in teams. Like you would... One person would like run the loop and then you tag in the next person and then you just did that for like 24 hours and then whoever, whichever team ran like the most won or something like that. They didn't win. So I'm not really sure how that worked, <laughs> but um, it sounded pretty interesting. I was really interested in it, but I'm kind of out of shape now. So, so ultra marathons have become more mainstream over the past few decades. Research conducted by Run, Repeat and the Inter- and the International Association of Ultra Running in 2021 took a look at over 15,000 races that occurred between 1996 and 2018, and the results concluded that there has been like a 1,600% increase in participation during the span of that time. So it's gotten very popular. Not to like pick on you at all, but they said that it's very popular for like new people that are into like long distance running. Like it's become more mainstream that people who necessarily haven't done like marathons or half marathons before, like you are like, yeah, let's go do it and I'll start training. And like, it seems more achievable, I guess, if that makes sense. Like before it was just like, if you're a long distance runner, that's what you do your entire life. The marathon comes from the the death of... Marathon, yeah, who's like in ancient Greece. I don't know this. Tell me more. So He's I speak into the mic. Don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on the name, but the marathon, the 26.2 is a distance from I forget if it's the, the, the city's name is Marathon or the person running it's name was Marathon, but essentially there's a war and there's a guy from one place and they were coming by sea and he had to run to Athens to be like, hey, everybody, they're. Whoever, I don't know the name, <laughs> is on their way to kill us. And that distance was 26.2, but he like told the emperor and then he immediately died. Wow. And they're, they're like, oh my God, like that's that's as far as humans can possibly yeah. go. So, oh, so, interesting. So essentially, okay. it's like the biggest, like we're going to flex on him now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can do it. Like, Hold on. It probably started as like, we should remember him by running this distance. <laughs> and now everybody's yeah. like, no, we can do better than but that. Pretty, during the, Maybe, I don't know. I don't. I'm pretty sure during the... 2004 Olympics in Athens, they tried to recreate that run as a, as best as possible. Yeah. To be like, this is what it... This oh, is, that's this pretty is cool. This is the true marathon. That's pretty cool. I'd do that. This is the most marathon marathon. <laughs> <laughs> this not, is the OG marathon. That is not 100% accurate, but I'm pretty sure they tried to recreate, or at least no, yeah. end it where sure. it ended or something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Look at, look at you coming in with the fun facts for this one. I knew this would be a good episode. <laughs> So out of the top 20 nations that participate in ultramarathons, France, the United States, and South Africa have the highest proportions of world's ultra runners. However, the fastest ultra running nations are South Africa, Sweden, and Germany, which I thought was pretty interesting. I believe it. Yeah, like anything. They're counting everything that's considered an ultramarathon, which I don't know if technically if you do like a triathlon or an Ironman or whatever, that also is... Further than a marathon, that also may count. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah, what they counted in their know. statistics, but maybe I it's called it, an ultra 
I, I don't know. I want to say just classifies like an endurance race. Yeah, or so potentially. Like, that one might be having because you're running last, so therefore, yeah. like the. Well, I guess they're just going by numbers. So I'm talking like time or anything. Right, right, right. So, they're just going by. Know. This study was just about participants. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So they're going by time. Is like, I don't know. If oh, technically- this actually um, did come up actually time wise, which that's kind of what you were saying. Like if they would probably be a little bit slower if they ran all that yeah. stuff beforehand. So this isn't super pertinent information, but I like these facts. Um, they also discovered that more women are running ultra marathons than ever before. Go women. They make up 23% of participants. Heck yeah. But the more important fact about that is that they're actually running the same pace as men technically. So running as a whole from ultra, ultra marathons has gotten slower, not by much, but since there's more people participating, obviously you're going to have more new people, more people who haven't done it before and so men overall have gotten slower like time wise but women are technically getting a little bit faster and so they're kind of like met in the middle if that makes sense is 230 the fastest women's marathon or is it faster than that we have the technology the technology the but it's something it's much closer than you think it is Mm -hmm. to be like and obviously the distance comes into a factor but they like when you think of, like, the fastest ever 100 meter compared to, like, if Usain Bolt finished, like, the fastest female. So, it's actually a lot faster than 2.30. It is 2.14 um, as a pace of 5 minutes and 7 seconds. Dang. Mile, which... Set by Ruth. Not even going to attempt to pronounce her last name. <laughs> if one of you guys would like to. Um, Where is it? Kenya. Ch- Sorry. Chepnagichich? I don't know. No, I never know how to pronounce things on here. So, but no, no yeah, I mean, it's for it to be 15 minutes essentially between the yeah. fastest of all men's time. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, the fastest men's and fastest, which over yeah. such a long, like it's only really, it's not even like a minute, a mile. It's yeah. less. It's a less. It is yeah. I do have a resource that has all of these stats from these whatever their research was. I said it earlier, and now I'm just blanking, but it's fine. So, those who participate in ultramarathons often do so because it's an adventure, especially for those who travel out of state or overseas. Um, Many like the physical and mental challenge that these races pose, as well as the health benefits that they gain while training. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to go out and start running ultramarathons immediately. But why did you decide? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Putting you on the spot again. Great question, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Honestly, what I was doing my travel season um, was admissions and was sitting in a hotel room and just scrolling through YouTube trying to find something to like listen to before mm-hmm. I go to sleep. And one of the YouTubers I watched ended up signing up for one. Yeah. And was like, wow, like that's kind of cool. Like, what if I would do that? Nah, I ain't happening. <laughs> um, and then a good friend of mine um, who um, he's we're kind of in this like whole mindset for this year to just be better. Mm-hmm. And he signed up for an MMA fight. I decided to go Iron Man instead he, of the MMA fight. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I cannot fight. Um, yeah, it's like that's probably a good as, decision. As much as I like TKO one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great video. It's a fact. Totally all know. We're gonna send him this episode now. Is that what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. Calling um, him out. So between that and then he signed up for a Spartan race. I signed mm-hmm. up for. Um, the Wheeling Ultra thing here, mm-hmm. where it's a half marathon, the Wheeling Heritage Bike Trail, which is a 100K mm-hmm. bike ride. Um, so it's kind of a two can be better this year. But sure. ultimately, at the end of the day, like we said, we want to encourage people to be better. I like it. Any mindset, but it's a dumb idea, but we're very excited. To do no, it. <laughs> it. I feel like it can be, but 
if like if, if, if you you're training it, and right, you're doing yeah. it, yeah, then yeah. you're totally fine. I think it can be done if you're like, I'm gonna sign up, and the day of, I'm gonna go do it. Like, I, to be honest, I thought that's what you were doing. I didn't think it was really dumb early on, but then, yeah, like a whole training plan. It's yeah. fine. Well, we're he, fine. He, Jack sat down and he was like, "You do realize that's like from here to Pittsburgh." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "More power to you." More power to you. Let's go. I love it. So the reason why you should train for it is because there are risks out there, obviously, if you're not prepared. So repetitive strain injury, more commonly known as an overuse injury, can be prevalent among runners. That's probably one of like the top things that people, um, well, I want to say complain about, which is true, but like get um, diagnosed with, I guess. Some individuals could be risking their cardiovascular health or have too much loss of muscle if training isn't done properly. Kind of on the aggressor side, toenail loss is like a huge issue apparently. Um, stress fractures, blurred vision, visual and auditory hallucinations have been reported. Unfortunately, there have even been notable deaths amongst the ultramarathon crowds, and that is kind of what we're going to talk about today. Not to scare anyone, Great. Fantastic. But I figured we should talk about this. So the Yellow River Stone Forest 100-kilometer trail running race. That's a... I'm going to say that a few times in this, so just bear with me because that is what it's called. It was first held in the Yellow River Stone Forest in the Jintai County in Gansu, China in 2018. I'm not one for pronunciations. We all know this. Uh, the race was jointly organized by local authorities. This doesn't seem important right now, but it is actually very important. So there are several departments that are in charge of this race. So the Bayan Prefecture Sports Department and the Jingtai County's Communist Party Committee were both put in charge. And they're basically like the big overseen local government uh, places that are right next to like that this forest is a part of. So the propaganda chief of the Jingtai County's Communist Party Committee also headed the Yellow River Stone Forest Administration. So this person was appointed the actual on-field event coordinator for the race because he was basically in charge of the park and he was already in part of the department that was put in charge of the race. So they were just like, this is on you now. So this person saw assistance of a local sports marketing company Shangjing Sports Culture Development Ltd. What does that mean? Uh, no. Limited. <laughs> I don't look at me. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I think it's, a, it's an abbreviation for limited. What does limited mean? <laughs> it doesn't really matter, I it's guess. A, the term appears in the suffix of the company's name, indicating that's a private limited company. A limited company is okay, a so general it's... form of incorporation that limits the ability to for liability. So it's just a local private owned yeah. sports department. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. So they, so, okay, so we it's have... Kind of, it's an LLC but in the United States, but it's a lim, LTD and everywhere else. Okay, okay, and we're in China. So, so we have these two, like, government departments, and then we have the um, one person that they appointed to be in charge, and he appointed this, like, local store, like, local facility to be, like, facilitate the race, like, be in charge of the race, because, like, he didn't know what he was doing. And we'll find that out later. Um, so the 100-kilometer trail was set by the race officials to travel along the Mizashing Hill. Mm. Uh, it was a treeless 
treeless terrain with trails made from sandstone, basically. I think like deserty kind of situation going on. Not like Sahara, but like mountainy, deserty trails, I guess. We're not in the thick of the woods, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. So the starting line was placed at the main entrance of a scenic area that had an elevation of 1,596 meters or 5,233 feet. Participants would run counterclockwise in a circle that would take them through the Tengar Desert at the northernmost section of the trail and then the Lowe's Plateau at the southernmost section of the trail before arriving back at the finish line. None of that's super important. But they're trying to go in a circle, essentially. And they're going north first, and they're going up in elevation. That's really the important stuff. There were nine checkpoints in total, and this is what I was kind of confused about. And you both may be able to answer this for me. So there are nine checkpoints in total, one at 13 kilometers, one at 24 kilometers, one at 32.5 kilometers, one at 38 kilometers, There was a supply point, which did not count as a checkpoint, at 45 kilometers. Then 54.5, 62.4, 75.5, 82.5, 91.5 kilometers, and then you're back at the finish line. I don't understand how they choose these checkpoints at all. I just know that this is what they have. It just depends on the race. And, like, how long it is? To a degree, because, I mean, I know there's an ultra out in like i want to say colorado mm-hmm. or so it's like very well known and it kind of has similar stuff but it's like after like a rigorous mountain terrain or so then there's like a camp right say like a checkpoint okay but also this that supply drop is essentially where like you know it's not just going to be you out there you got a full team running mm-hmm. around so everyone will go there that's where you can kind of like re- refuel grab all your gear and everything right like other points are just more Okay, Jack's alive. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Great. We saw him. Great. Let's move to the next one. Okay, okay. Um, but you can't really just like, hey, here's, you know, right. electrolytes and everything like that. Right, right, right. Okay, this makes sense. So the most difficult section of this race was between checkpoint two and three. And I think that's one of the shorter, um, which makes sense. It's one of like the shorter distances between checkpoints. Um, this eight kilometer long slope was m- the most rugged and narrow, taking the racers through the summit that reached 2,230 meters or 7,320 feet. This area was not accessible by car and it required at least an hour of normal hiking for an individual to reach if they were just kind of doing it for fun. So there are discrepancies as to how the event organizers disperse their staff amongst the checkpoints, but here is what I concluded. I read a report about the race, but it was in Chinese and it was translated to English. And so that is why I'm not 100% certain. So checkpoints two and three, according to reports, did not have any aid stations assigned to them. But there were like three volunteers at each, basically to be like what you said, to make sure people are getting there and passing the checkpoint. Checkpoint six or the supply drop, somewhere between the supply drop and checkpoint six. This is what I didn't understand because it said that all the runner stuff was taken to checkpoint six, but then they had a supply drop area. So I'm not sure about this, but... They put like any extra clothes that they wanted or, you know, any extra equipment or like any, I guess, specific food, drinks, whatever at said supply drop or checkpoint six. We don't get to either of these, so it doesn't really matter. But just know that all their stuff is like way down 
the race. All runners were equipped with a GPS device that could send messages to the operators of the race in case of emergencies. And I'm not really sure how these worked exactly because it seemed like they could send, it seemed like they could almost send pictures and text messages almost, but it could have just been like a distress signal. I am not sure. Not that that really matters anyway, because we'll get to it. But on May 22nd, 2021, 172 individuals who had shown proof of completing a similar race of over 50 kilometers within the last year lined up at the starting point of the Yellow River Stone Forest 100-kilometer trail running race. Did you have to show proof that you have run before? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> I just kind of signed up, and there's, like, a little waiver that says, like, I actually had to go through USAT, it was, like, the United States, like, triathlon. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Basically just saying, like, hey, if you drown, it's fine. Like, it's not <laughs> We'll try to save you. So, right, 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 yeah, right. So there's I that. put myself in this but position. Outside okay. of that, no, it's, like, anyone from all walks of life. Okay. I kind of understood this maybe as sort of... I, I think they may have done this because of the distance, but don't like some marathons you have to show they ran a certain time before yeah, in like another I mean, marathon, mm-hmm. like the Boston maybe, Marathon. Mm-hmm. You have to like maybe yeah, because I think just so many people want to do it. Yeah, and they have like a qualifying right thing. Just like and it's, I think more for the New York Marathon. Like if you're a citizen of New York, like mm-hmm. city, like you anyone can do it. But like if you're outside of that, right. like you have to hit a qualifying certain time. Marathon. That makes sense. Like, just because they, if not. Yeah, everyone would I think I think that was sort of what this was, plus the distance, because they had they actually had other races like before they they had like a five k and like a ten k, like I think a half marathon. So I think maybe if people weren't qualified, they were like, why don't you just do these instead? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe we should just do these instead. So many participants at the starting line were only wearing shorts and t shirts, having placed their recommended windbreakers in the bags that were to be placed. At the checkpoint. So, like, that extra supply drop or wherever where they take their clothes. I think you can leave, like, extra shoes there just in case something happens. You know, socks, whatever. Um, So, most of them, like, the years before, the weather was, like, really nice and it was very hot. So, they got – they were only recommended to wear windbreakers, but many of them didn't even take them with them. Like, they were just like, oh, we don't need it. It'll be warm today. And then they Mm -hmm. kind of put them in their bags. So excitement was in the air as everyone was preparing to begin. However, there were some individuals who became increasingly worried about the cloudy, windy weather that had rolled into the area. In fact, some were skeptical that the race should even take place due to the fact that the Gansu Meteorological... Oh, God. Meteorological? I can't say it. Bureau mentioned days prior, quote... On the 21st to 22nd, there will be a windy sand, cooling, and precipitation weather across the Gansu province. May has entered a period of frequent, strong, convective weather. Pay attention for short-term, heavy precipitation, hail, lightning, gusty winds, and other adverse effects. So this, the province that they put this warning out for, like, included this entire, like, park, this forest. So some people were kind of like, I mean, should we do it? And everybody was like, well, it's fine right now. Like, it's a little cloudy. It'll no big deal. No big yeah. deal. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Clouds are every day. Right, right. <laughs> It'll be nice. So we won't be hot. So the race coordinators continued on, despite the weather warnings, firing the gun at 9 a.m. All 172 participants were recorded crossing the first, the first checkpoint between 10 and 11.30 a.m. 
but only 131 were recorded crossing through the second checkpoint, which is starting like the most difficult part of the race. I mean, some people are going to drop out, you know, regardless. But that seems like a lot for like the first section to me. Sorry, how many did they start with? 172. So like, third, so like so like 40, 40 people dropped out within like the first 20 kilometers. Yeah. yeah. And training for that distance, it's like you would think you'd be fine. Right. Yeah. Like through the first yeah. half, at least probably. So, I'd see five drop out, but not 40. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting a little suspicious. Um, and then at 1150 AM, a contestant, Lou L-U-O. Chihau, C-I-H-A-H-U-A, sent a distress message through his GPS, but he did not receive a response. So this is what I said earlier. I don't know if he hits a button and like it just is automatically like, hey, somebody in this location needs help. Or if it sends like a specific message. And then 27 minutes later, other distress messages started coming through to the race organizers. And there was also some pictures. That's why I'm not sure if somebody took them on their phone or if this was also part of the GPS. Either way, something was wrong because now they're getting like almost everybody who is still in the race has sent a distress message of some kind to the race organizers. So as a majority of the runners entered the toughest part of the race around 11 a.m., the temperature in that specific area dropped to negative 5 degrees Celsius or 23 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, okay. Be, be, be used to it. Sorry, I wrote it down. I apologize. I got a lot of listeners all over the world, so I'm just kidding. That's a lie. So heavy snowfall actually began to occur also in that area, and the wind picked up to roughly 61 kilometers an hour or 38 miles per hour, which doesn't seem like a lot, but with the snow yeah. and, you know, no, it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. So it's and the temperature is 23. May, right? Yes. Which is in the desert too. So like there's yeah. nothing. Yes. So like, <clears throat> you. Yeah. So this surprise storm ca- caused runners to take refuge behind rocks and to huddle together for warmth. This area is kind of like very rocky. Um, it's up a hill. So a lot of them were trying to huddle behind rocks together. Like there were groups of like five, 10 people like trying to stay warm. Some of them gave up the race entirely. So there were a couple people that were able to backtrack until they found help. There's actually stories like if you read it, some people were trying to get other people to turn around. But like they weren't really hitting terrible weather yet. So it's kind of like, well, I don't know. Like, who do you believe? Like, hey, should you turn around? Bit, you should stop. Right. Like, like no. <laughs> so a lot of people just kept going. Uh, the storm became so dense that others couldn't even tell where the trail was anymore. So the further you got up this like mountainous area, um, the harder it was. Trail markers were like flying off the path because of the wind. And like, it was just, nobody could see anything. And they described the snow as like, I think more hail like, I guess, but it wasn't quite hail, if that makes sense. So, yeah, more like sleet, yes. So they desperately desperately began sending distress signals out for help, but the area they were stuck in did not have service. And so that's why, like, the first person didn't didn't get a message. And so everybody's, like, sending these out, and they started getting some, but they didn't get everybody's. So if you were stuck out there, like, they didn't know what was happening, I guess, because they were trying to get help. It wasn't until 1230 that the Sky Blue rescue team made up of 39 members 
was ditched, dispatched, dispatched to help. But the problem was they didn't really know where they were going. So they had one like local guide that was trying to take them up the mountain. So it took them until 2 p.m. to guide only 18 runners capable of walking on their own to a lodge at the foothill near Checkpoint 2. So they were kind of getting the people that were stumbling back down the hill, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A local shepherd, Zhu Kemin, Z-H-U-K-E-M-I-N-G, was tending to his flock when he spotted some runners. He was actually able to save six participants all on his own after carrying or directing them to his Yaodong cave between 3 and 4 p.m. He basically had a cave and he had a fire in there. It's kind of where he hid out when he, like, took his sheep up there. Because there were some grasslands up there and they were kind of, like, around. And he saw these people, like, stumbling off the trail. And so he kind of went and... Some people he carried and some people he was able to, like, convince to come back to his cave with him. So he was able to rally villagers from the nearby Changxing to bring winter supplies up the mountain to help by 7 p.m. So the organizers actually ask this village for help, but the village didn't really understand. I think they knew what the race was, but they didn't really understand, like, what the problem was. You know, they didn't realize people were out there. Remember, shorts, t-shirts. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like 23 degrees outside. So it wasn't until this guy, who they know, basically was able to contact them and be like, hey, we need more people they're, up here to They're help. also, depending on where you're at, like, there might be, like, a language barrier of right. some kind. Of, yeah. But they're all speaking. But, like, Chinese Would be dialects, has a right? lot of different diet, like, yeah. where it's not, like... In America, where like yeah. it's like completely different, right? And it said that's like, probably true because it said that they they like gathered supplies, but they weren't like in a hurry until this guy was like, no, 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 you, we we need help up this mountain, and they're like, oh, okay. So sixty able-bodied men answered the call for help from this specific village, and they hiked up the mountain, making it to the third checkpoint by nine p.m. And as they were going, they were kind of. Helping people along the way. So they kind of started their trek at 7 and then got to the very top at 9. This group of villagers were able to help treat life-threatening hypothermia by ushering people into nearby caves like the first guy did with his six people while supplying them with winter gear that they had brought with them. They were actually better equipped to handle the disaster than the rescue group or emergency services whom arrived on the scene even an hour later. So emergency services didn't get there until 10 p.m. And these people were able to help help more because the Blue Sky Rescue Team that the race organizers had basically paid to be there. They didn't know where they were going. So they weren't able to, like, use this cave, these caves or things yeah. like that that they found along the way. They had to get people and walk them all the way down. So these villagers were, like, a very important part of this. Um, Zhu Kimin later told the state media, quote, what I did was just an ordinary thing. They have good destiny and received blessings during a disaster. Even if I was not in the cave and if they walked into the cave, at least it's not as cold as being outside and they still could have held on for some time. By evening, officials had started a huge rescue effort involving uh, 1,200 people and search and rescue teams along with the along with thermal imaging drones and other equipment. 
and video footage from China's state broadcaster, rescuers could be seen fanning out into the dark with flashlights, some in combat combat fatigues. Is that clothes? This combat year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Others in blue or orange jumpsuits with helmets. So they had, I mean, you have to think, they had the original Blue Sky Rescue Team, and then they had all these villagers, and then they called in, like, other local departments, firefighters, you know, whoever they needed to come help. 21 runners, 18 men, and 3 women died of hypothermia. Included in the deceased were notable athletes, including Huang Zhuanjun, H-U-A-N-G, G-U-A-N-J-U-N. He was a hearing-impaired marathon champion from China's 2019 National Paralympic Games. I mean, these people who have run this race before, you have to think they've done other races like this before. So Mm -hmm. some of them were pretty... They're legit. Yeah, Yeah. people in China at least know their names. Like, they know who they are. These individuals that passed away made up what would have been the lead pack, technically, arriving at the second checkpoint just as the terrible weather approached. Slower runners made it to the checkpoint after the storm passed. Most of them turned around in time to make it back down the hill or were found first by the rescue teams because the rescue team started at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then, um, or, you know, some people turned around because other people had turned around first and like told them to stop running. Sorry, I was looking up famous. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, like, I didn't know if you like found what I was looking for. No, or what? I was looking up Blue Zhang. He was a hurdler for uh, China in like 2004, 2008. Mm-hmm. But he, um, really bad. He was like the poster boy for China track and field. Because he was at that point, he was the world record holder going into the Beijing Olympics and was like the face of the Olympics. Yeah, and then he like he fell in like the preliminary rounds and didn't qualify and, oh, that's everyone was, sad. and then like he was never heard from again like, yeah it's not sketchy yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. he he's still alive, or it's like very publicly a, shamed yeah. so he doesn't yeah like oh, he yeah. was essentially like he was the like his face is on the side of the bird's nest like his face was like every advertisement you can possibly get he was on it like yeah. mcdonald's uh coca-cola espn nbc like right. he, he was the person and then like Kind of shit that, but yeah, but he is still alive, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, there's like FIFA World Cup players who like score an own goal, mm-hmm. and then they go back to their home country after losing, and they're like legitimately dead. Yeah, like, full blown mafia kind of saying like, I nope, not for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we're glad that doesn't happen here. <laughs> So the deaths of these specific runners generated a lot of public anger. Most of the blame was directed at the organizers, like the local government people that we talked about in the very beginning. Accounts in the Chinese media hinted at inadequate contingency plans and poor communication. On June 2nd, 2021, the Chinese government banned all ultramarathon-style races in the wake of this tragedy, declaring a range of running disciplines as insufficiently regulated and lacking well-defined safety standards. So the announcement said in Chinese that, quote, well, in Chinese. Translated from Translated from Chinese. Quote, on this 22nd of May, the public safety incident at Bayan City Stone Forest 100-kilometer trail race in Gansu province, in part due to sudden changes in weather, caused a great loss of human life, a lesson imbued with deeply felt grief. In order to fully guarantee the health and to safeguard the lives of the people, races in mountainous areas, cross-desert races, ultra-distance races, and other 
Such newly popular sport activities that involve high risk, management duties are unclear, regulations not perfected, and safety standards not clear-cut are suspended from this day. So they shut that shit down real fast. Which kind of makes sense. So the General Administration of Sport of China launched an investigation of the races and the organizational standards in relation to safety. So this is part of, I believe, the report that I was reading. Again, it was translated into English, so I may get some of this stuff wrong. But the report found that, quote, this is a public safety responsibility incident caused by the extreme sports 100-kilometer cross-country race encountering high wind, precipitation, and cooling in the most intense and difficult stage and the event organization and management not being standardized, and the operation and execution being unprofessional, resulting in major casualties. They went on to list direct causes being weather and the event organizers themselves not having a strong awareness of risk prevention. Um, The report further emphasizes this issue by explaining the lack of standardization, lack of safety precaution, lack of preparedness and rescue forces, and inadequate security conditions. They went on to recommend that, quote, the Bayan Municipal Party Committee and the Jingtai County Party Committee be ordered to conduct in-depth inspections to the Provincial Party Committee and the Provincial Government, respectively, and hold relevant leaders accountable. They're basically saying the two government facilities that I named right at the top, they're wanting them to go through the list of people that they hired to put in charge and basically be like, what did they do wrong? Should they be fired? And a lot of people were. (laughs) So Probably. several. Well, that's also the other thing. They both put one guy in charge who really didn't know. No, the, he's the in charge he... of a park. Like he's like yeah. a almost like a park ranger, I guess. You and know what I mean? He was probably like, "Oh, like these." I'm gonna use. I don't know if I can. There's a running store close to where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Well, just as you'd be like, you guys, you guys know how yeah. to run, right? And well, it'd be like our. It'd be like going to like a local Dick Sporting Goods and be like, hey, the people who work here, you know how to put on a marathon, right? And it's yeah. like, mm, thanks. No, I'll see you Tuesday. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so There's some flyers. No. <laughs> exactly. So several individual, and you have to think too, that like ultra marathons are really new, but like in Asia, like China especially, they were really, really new. So mm-hmm. this is only the third one that they've had at this place. Yeah. So like it's brand new, you know what I mean? <laughs> so several individuals from each of those government bodies were placed under investigation and then eventually sanctioned, I'm fined, assuming fired. Fined, fired, banned from ever being yes. in charge of that again. Yes. Maybe depending <clears throat> on... The rules jailed. Right. Yes, I believe so. Five people from Shenzhen Sports Cultural Development were arrested on suspicion of criminal offenses and investigated by the judicial organs for criminal responsibility in accordance with the law. In the end, it was basically recommended to... Um, there were like six points that they made. They wanted to strengthen ideological and political consciousness and action consciousness and security development. And by security development, they basically mean like more understanding of what you need before you put on a, an event this big. Not necessarily security like bouncers or police yeah. or whatever, but like security as in like the security of the safety, safety. of the participants. Two is strengthen supervision services for sports events. Sports authorities at the provincial, municipal, and county levels should deeply reflect on and inspect the reasons for this incident. Proposed targeted 
corrective measures, and strengthen industry supervision responsibilities for the safety of sports events. Three is enhance capacity to respond to public security emergencies. Um, four is truly strengthen safety management of large-scale large mass activities. Five is improve emergency response plan management and rescue handling mechanisms. And six is persistently improve work style, which I think is everybody, you know, do a better job. So I'm not entirely sure what happened um, with the people who were arrested. I don't know if they got time in jail. I'm assuming most of them probably just got fined um, and released, but I'm not sure. The report didn't really, the report wasn't about that. It was about like what went wrong um, at the event itself. One of the people, I believe it might've been the guy who was placed in charge actually committed suicide um, like after all of this came out yeah, um, because it was one of the people that was, you know, in charge. So I am unsure how many ultra marathons are now run in China. If any, I could not find a single one and I don't know what websites to look up, but I found Gibbs, this is on you again. <laughs> I found like a race that wasn't even a marathon. I don't think. And it was like by the great wall of China. It was called like run the wall or something like that. Yeah. But that is literally the only one I could find. So I am not sure, like, if they are still, I mean, how strict they are on this stuff. Yeah. There's one um, on May 13th of this year. Is uh, that the Run the Wall? Or... It is Conquer the Wall Marathon. It's a yeah. 42.2K So it, it's a marathon, not even an ultra marathon. That's the yeah. only one that I could find. That's I think that's it. Yeah. So I don't even think they've brought, I mean, this was only three, four years ago. And I'm not yeah. sure when the report got, you know, completed. when everything got completed, but I don't even think they're running ultra marathons anymore. Yeah. I don't know if that counts for like triathlons or anything. So, like well, that, I mean but. like, of course on Google <coughs> a website called the hill.com. It's an odd name for a website. <laughs> um, it's like China has banned extreme sporting events indefinitely. It announced on Wednesday, including ultra marathons, trail running and wingsuit flying. Um, on June 4th of 2021. Is that a sporting event? Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. But that's the end of my story. So thank you for listening. Do you guys think that this story will keep you up at night? Or do you think you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? Jack, you go first. Um, we'll let the guest collect his thoughts. Uh, <laughs> mostly, I'll be all right. The, you always say that. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> you'll be all right because you're not going to run any ultra I, marathons. Probably anytime not. Soon. No, anytime soon, at least. The, I think... One, putting somebody in charge who had no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Is, which I kind of feel bad for that guy because it's kind of like, hey, I hey, think... you're in charge of this. All these people are already signed up. Like, for... Yeah. I get that a lot at work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, and I, I do feel bad because I think the guy was in, maybe he was in charge of events at the park and that's yeah. why he got like the. You're in charge of the amphitheater, the upcoming festival and the thousand mile run. Right, right, exactly. And so he got this sports group. Just, just add to the list. Yeah. <laughs> he added to the list. No oh, yeah, we'll be fine. And, and you have to think, I don't know when, like, I don't know when ultra marathons, if they even were popular before this in China. You know what I mean? Uh, so this could have been the first one ever. So who uh, knew what to do? Like, who would he have called? The other thing, too, I guess they ignored him a bit as well. But, like, the people were like, oh, like, the weather's going to be really bad. Like, yeah. are you sure we're starting to do this? And we're like, yeah, it's fine. But, like, also, mm-hmm. I don't want to blame the runners. But the only thing I would 
they knew the weather was bad. I don't know if all of them knew. Yeah, but like once you got to that situation, you're kind of like, oh, do I just eat? And I guess that's one of the things, like your brain's Mm. like, oh, I'm running a race, I have to finish. Yes. But um, obviously I'm not in that situation. And I definitely, if I was in that situation, I would have sided with them. Don't get me wrong. I've done some dumb stuff in my life. (laughs) But like... Wouldn't the people in number whatever t- number two be like, wow, like it's it looks like it's snowing pretty bad up there? Like, yeah. Maybe like, hey, here's your warning as you're running by. Like it's snowing pretty bad. Like, well, you yes. Decide to wait or whatever. The problem was the problem was the people who like ultimately died were like the top twenty one yeah. people. I think only four people made it to checkpoint three. So I I don't think. They had anybody that was coming back down to say, like, hey, you need to turn around. And I also think that at that point, they may have been like, well, it's the same distance to keep running to checkpoint three than it is to turn around and go to checkpoint two. So why don't we just keep going? And I think part of the problem was they got lost. Like, they didn't know where the trail was. Because it's just, I mean, it's just a dirt path, basically. You know what I mean? It's not like a trail in a forest where you can see. If you're on, like, if you have... At least I would think like those GPS stuff, like you're have a little like you know arrow kind yeah. of thing. And it's like here's a little line. Mm-hmm. If there's bad storms, I mean we all know stories of like, hey, do you lost GPS connection? Yeah, or yeah. so where you just keep going. Yeah, and then it's like question two. Do you think when they're at like checkpoint three, if there's like oh like keep going, and then like kept going, and then like got to checkpoint four, and they're kind of like, hey, like, oh, stop! All these people are missing. Well, you have to help us find them. Part of the problem, not the problem. They actually they did cancel the race, but it was like. Like, people had, like, those four people, like, made it, and we're still running, and they're like, no, 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 like, we're stopping the race. Like, it was, like, a couple hours after, I mean, you have to think, because they, they send their distress signals at, like, 11.50, and nobody Mm. got them until 12.30. Yeah. So, they didn't cancel the race until... They were until, like, 10 p.m. Yeah. I mean, those guys, I mean, takes, you know... 60 miles, 100 kilometers or so. I mean, these guys are more than well halfway finished Mm -hmm. or so in pace, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. And part of the part of the eventual problem that it was for these people that got stuck, like you're saying, like where would they go? Even if they made it to checkpoint three, there was there were like three volunteers there. Yeah. It wasn't like a medical station, like it wasn't first aid. So even if they got close to there, there was nobody there to like help them. And the ones that had hypothermia, I wanna know how many died from because you didn't die if you heat up too fast mm. like you have to mm. control it a bit yeah you can't just go like oh my god i'm freezing to hey, it's 90 like yeah. your body freaks yeah. out but, but even then though it's like i know doing like my research and whatnot prepare like preparing for this now thankfully i'm not like doing an ultra yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but like a lot of them carry like like they have rocks or mm-hmm. so like, Yes. Year and whatnot. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like, checkpoint six is what you said, like, 30 miles out. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Even then, though, you're, I mean, especially the pros, mm-hmm. you would think they would have some kind of, hey, let's have some thermal gloves. Yeah. And you, whatnot. Yeah. Because you never know with weather. You always need to be prepared in this sense. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to where it's, like, get through checkpoint two, it starts to get a little cold, and you're still, like, yeah, my T-shirt's fine. Yeah. Or so. There were some people who reported that they tried like, so the only, that was part of the thing that came up in the report. The only thing that this place recommended was, like, the windbreaker. 
And some of them did take their windbreakers with them, but it was either not warm enough, like you're saying, like they didn't mm-hmm. take anything else, they didn't take any thermal clothes, or some people said they tried to put their windbreaker on and the wind was so bad, Just it like blew it, it away or it ripped it apart and so it didn't matter anyway. But I did, I thought it was interesting that they made a point to be like, everybody had to run this distance before, like that has signed mm-hmm. up, and yet nobody... Got close. Yeah, like thought yeah. to... Do that, but also if they just ran this like the year prior and it was fine. That too, like most endurance races or ultra whatever, Mm -hmm. except the one guy in like Tennessee who's a maniac. That's a different thing. Is it Tennessee? Did you like the treasure map thing? You gotta run. No. When you get to turn in the, I think so, you have to turn in like a poem in the license Uh plate. You have to like find the clues to get there and then. Yeah, because then there were like four. There were four people in like the final challenge or whatever, yeah. and he's like, everybody's got to run. Like the first person goes left, does the loop from the left, and then the second person goes to the right, and then the third person goes to the left, and then the fourth person goes to the right. Because so they can't help each other. That's you know what we're talking about. There's no. a Netflix documentary on it. Mm-hmm. There's this guy, and you have to like find these clues, and then you can sign up for his race. And it's a race, but it's like a survival. Like we'll give you a map, and you have to like. But the, do the loop by landmarks and a guy dropped out in the first loop because he's like I can't read a map and I was like why did you sign up with this race then? it's um but it's bizarre because it's like oh, alright everyone show up at like 10am check mm-hmm. in it's like I'll tell you when we're gonna get started and then it'd be like 3am just shoots a gun like mm-hmm. a shotgun you're like alright we're gonna start now like, it's wild you should look it up we watched it on Netflix once I thought yeah. but like he has like all this land in the middle of like the nowhere what's the what's the mountain range in Tennessee Smoky Mountains. Like, just, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It's literally just like, all right, go like 15 miles that way. Mm-hmm. I got a book. Go pick it up for me. And it's like, where? And it's just like, oh, it's on that map. Yeah. And it's just like a hand-drawn map. But like, he, it's just like, oh, there's some stuff. Like, But even his, though, like you, every time you do a loop, like you stop and you can sleep and like yeah. do whatever. And he has people that can go out and like, I, his isn't like an ultra marathon. I don't, I think it's a timed ultra marathon in theory. Because you, ha- you have to complete his things in like so many days yeah like you're not running a hundred miles away from him you're only like i mean you're in a circumference area anyway we'll look it up we'll show it to you you'd probably like watching it the it's kind of like but like for those but most ultra marathons are either in a controlled area or they're like here's the beach of some random beach Mm -hmm. and it's just like all the way over there i can see the very last person 15 miles away and (laughs) like the same like you said like Mm -hmm. You're biking, and it's all one area. So, like, if something happens, you're you don't have to do much to find either the next person or like they mm-hmm. can see you. Be like, oh, that yeah, that feels hurt or whatever. whatever. Yeah. And then, like, this one's like, oh, we're gonna climb up this mm-hmm. massive mountain, and then you have to go over it, yeah, like, around it. Which I think, in theory, if they just ran around it, yeah, this would never. Yeah, I mean, the happen. park the park is huge. Like, I some of my resources have like the map that they took and it's one big circle like if they moved the map like if they moved the loop like a mile to the left you know what i mean then they wouldn't have hit but i think part of it was i think it was one of those ones where it was like oh come to this park with these certain mountains or whatever Mm -hmm. and you can run through them like i think that was part of the appeal to it as well yeah so, be the toughest. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I mean, like, you don't want to run 100 kilometers on, like, a treadmill. Yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> want it to be boring. Right, exactly. So I think yeah. that's why they made it kind of difficult, just so it was, like, interesting, I guess. Plus, I mean, it's, a, it's t- technically the start of the race. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Kind of yeah. Thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be there. I know, like, the one out, I want to say it's in Colorado. 
shadow. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's that... There's one section where it is, like... It said the two aid stations are, like, real close by. Yeah. And it's literally just you go over this peak, and everyone comes off, and, like, they're, like, ripping off toenails and everything. Oh. It's, like, it's ridiculously hard. Paces are sitting at, like, 23 minutes a mile. Yeah. Because you have to walk it. Right. And that's, like, mile 45. Yeah. To, like, 50. Yeah. And then you get to go back. <laughs> With it, it's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I think, like, the... I could... Listen, the pain, like, in my body, I could handle... If a toenail of mine fell off, I would cry. I, I would cry. Like, that is my... Like, I can't do that. I don't even know if you... You probably wouldn't realize it at first. No, um, I don't think so. Both of my... They're not toenails. Both of my... The nails on my thumb fell off at the same time when I was in eighth grade. You had no thumbnail. The um, whole thing was gone. Yep, on both. It's weird. Mm. I mean, I got... I, I, I mean, I got nothing to say. I tried to do my two halves or so. It's like... One of my toes had like a blood blister. Oh also. yeah, those are and gross. Thankfully, I had a friend who would like. Cause I can't do blood. Yeah. Who decided to like stab it open? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, it's all good, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. And then like last night, I was like walking around and like kicked my toe. Yeah. And like my toenails like on the verge of coming off. Right no, there. I can't do it. I can't yeah, do it. So. It's so gross to me. I can't help it. So Jeff, get, sorry, I have. Don't one, interrupt me. Just I, have, kidding, I do have one question. <laughs> have you ever had the ability? I don't know why I thought about this. The ability to recently <laughs> after a workout, like take your shoe and like pour out sweat. Ew. And not that far yet. Have you been outside though? It's kind of cold out, so we're well, not five, sweating that much. I ran five miles where I got here, and it was ugly. Yeah. Or so going along you know, the river. Mm-hmm. Or so it was like going down, I was fine. Mm-hmm. And then I turned around and realized I had like a full blown headwind. Yeah. And it oh, just yeah. turned into more like, okay, let's maintain, you know, like an eight minute pace to let's just survive. Yeah. Let's like jog a little ways, let's mm-hmm. walk a little bit kind of thing. Yeah. Um, hey, but in the end though, if you finish it, I mean, yes, you want to go for time, but also like, if you're yeah. still getting a workout in, like yeah, you're still getting a workout in. So. Was I tracking yesterday? It was the same thing. Windy, yeah. But it was all tailwind for us sprinters. Mm-hmm. And I, it was junior high, and they had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. I was like, listen, was like, this is going to be your fastest 100 ever. <laughs> yeah. You always talk about that. I don't, I don't know that life. No, yeah. We, I don't we know that life. Laughs. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know that life. Maybe yeah. the 800, like, maybe it no, would have helped, but like. No, no, not at all. <laughs> you still feel terrible, right? Like. No, yeah. I mean, the only plus side about like, running like this headwind is in Cambridge, Maryland, there's no hills. It's entirely oh, flat. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. But you have so much wind off the ocean. Mm. They call it the Eastern Shore Hills. Okay. So that's where I'm like, okay, like maybe this is going to be productive when yeah. I get out there. Um, but no, it's like, I mean, it, reading, like hearing this now mm. definitely makes me appreciate how much like detailed work this has gone into. Yeah. Because I'm like getting an email like once a week of like, hey, updates on the course kind of thing. When you get to this tree, instead of turning right, we want to run straight another 100 yards and then make a right. Yeah. This is because X, Y, and Z is taking mm-hmm. place on this day. I'm like, what? Yeah, you're like, I guess it doesn't uh, matter, but thank you. Like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I mean, like, it's a, the loop for this bike thing is, mm-hmm. is 56 miles, but it's like, everyone goes the same path, obviously. Yeah. But then it cuts off and it's this, like, Eagle o- Oasis, like, park or so. But then, like, the aid station for them is, like, every five miles. Yeah. So... I can always make it like, oh, it's just five miles. Yeah, you can make it, now, yeah. We'll see how I feel that day. Right. Or so, we're like, oh, it's five miles. <laughs> right, yeah. But then, like, it's like the half marathon where yeah. it's like, you know, everyone's dead at that point. Yeah. Um, not to mention there are cutoffs, cutoff times. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Well, they usually have those in marathons, right? Like, if you're running too swim. Yeah, but it's like, so like, like the swim part, I got to get, like, through, like, in, like, hour and 10 minutes to swim oh my god so you do need to practice yeah I got, so that's 30 that's yards terrifying. it's 30 yards a minute 
Okay. And I think I can do it. It's just some, a minute. It's That'd just, be like a little bit longer than Yeah, so computer. you go down the length yeah. of the pool yeah. and then like you know the flags. Yeah. You have to get to that. Okay. Or so a minute. So I th- I'm feel like I'm okay, but yeah. I might get out exactly at an hour. Yeah. And then we're pushing for time because then like the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, well if you're training really hard on the other stuff. I'm frustrated. I understand like after the swim and maybe about halfway into the bike, but once you're like halfway. Yeah. Unless. I mean, well, unless, you like, probably... something like you're just like limping and you're dragging yeah, your bike yeah, yeah. with you. But like if you're like, you have like three miles left and then you're like, oh, you didn't make this time. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I yeah. used to listen to a podcast and it was called Not Real Runners. I don't think they have it anymore, but they used to dress up. They used to do like a lot of Disney marathons, but mm-hmm. they do all kinds of stuff. But they would dress in like, not like crazy costumes, but like costumes, like yeah. whatever. And they would talk about it all the time. And honestly, I think... I'm sure you will be way faster than what you think you're going to be because even like they would train a little bit, but they weren't like serious about it. Mm -hmm. And even they were like, we stopped and like all three of us used the bathroom and like we still, we could see the person and we still like outran them. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like for the swim, like I do have like a wetsuit coming in. Yeah. Um, I was thankful that the company we're working with, so like was able to give me one for like super discount. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, they sent me a women's large. And that didn't. That, no, no, it's like it's like I read the little tag, and I was like, "This for kicks, I'll put it on," kind yeah. of thing. And I have to be like five six. Yeah, I was gonna say like so you're it, way tall. It, so. It's every bit of like just past my hips. Yeah, like, guys, you're like work. this is gonna work. Um, so oh, God, we're, we're getting a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like those wetsuits, it's like they said, like you can basically float. Yeah, and I'm like thank God. Yeah, it'll be. That. I think you'll um, you'll be. But fine. then it's like as far as like like with the half marathon, you know, everyone's dead. Like yeah, you don't be struggling. It's Hold on. Not everyone's dead. We talked about deaths on here. He means nobody well, really wants to go any further because they're tired. Everyone's exhausted. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's like, let's, let's hold on. He's reached the breaking point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the, that's like a seven-mile loop. Mm. And Well, not seven miles, actually, because that's more than half. Yeah. But like, it's like a 5K loop. Right, right, right. So like, you're going to go like up and back and mm-hmm. up and back, which can be a little bit eh. Yeah. Or so spectator wise, like there's like tons of people who show yeah. this thing, which is cool, but it's also gonna be weird to say we're like, yeah, camera, you can do <laughs> you it. Can do I don't know who you are. Um, but yeah, it's like they just know. It, it'll it'll be unique. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes that could go like sometimes it's a very monotonous, and then sometimes you're like, okay, I have six up and down, up and backs left, and then you're like, yeah. no, I only have five. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, I don't know. I think you will be perfectly fine. I believe. We'll clip your clip your bike shoes. Or what, what rubber band them to your bike or something? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I saw think, that on I, Instagram I, the other day. I, I didn't. I just saw the video of it. And they're like, you know why people who rubber band their bikes? I'm like, no. And I just, I just <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I mean, assume it's if you're going for like ultimate top speed. Yeah, and tapes mm-hmm. your. So you already have everything. Your shoes are like where you, you want they're, them to yeah, be. They're they're level. So then yeah. essentially once you like. Because like you have to, you have a transition area, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you push your bike, and then once you cross that line, you have to be like, then you can get on your bike. Yeah. Or so, so it just makes it a fair across the line, right? But people will like run over, and they like they like jump over like a horse or so, and then they'll r- ride barefoot for a while. Oh, just to like kind of get moving, yeah. And then once they get in that rhythm, then they'll slip into their clippings. Dry your feet off a little bit while you go. <laughs> the yeah, wind. Yeah. <laughs> Say, that point, it's whatever. But um, do you yeah. have specific shoes like for your biking mm-hmm. and then for your running? Yeah. This is so fascinating. I'm so there, glad I invited you on. This is so fascinating. There, there's so many details within biking. Yeah. That, like I didn't realize. Until I assumed, I, but like I, mm-hmm. I just don't. I mean, I'm yeah, not. So I like, bike. I mean, like running wise, like it's like okay, buy a pair of tennis shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you want to go all out and get the Nike vape, whatever the vapor flies thing. 
things or so that's like marathoners. Asics, nobody wears Nike. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Nike. Yeah, but Brooks were cool. Yeah, we're Brooks down here. That's basic. Swimming, the wetsuit's a bit extreme. Yeah. I also. It'll be helpful though. I want to survive that. Yeah. That side and not drown necessarily. And if you do um, more, if you start, if you do more, then like you could just wear yeah. it again. Like, but yeah, but it's like good investment. As, like biking wise or so, it's like clipping pedals because like there's. If you think of normal biking, you're always pushing down. Yeah. And then your other foot is pushing the pedal down and it wraps up and around. You're just kind of like, you're only using power going one way. Sure. Versus clippings. Uh, you you have, can, do you have these? You, have yeah. You can actually like pull up and get more power. Okay. It just makes a world of difference. But you so fall a for lot. Your, yeah, I was going to yes, say, clippings yeah, are dangerous because yeah, Jack yeah, did fall one time. <laughs> yeah, so if you're... One of the risks. One of the risks of these. The bike path by the school, if you're going like over the bridge yeah. where the exit is, I yeah. fell on that exit. Like, so on, I was, like, I was I, trying I, to like cross the street or so to get back over the sidewalk and I'm like pedaling and I'm like kind of looking over my shoulder. I was like, there's no cars, there's no cars. Well, in the process of me looking left... I like pedaled down and like clipped the curb yeah. and like scuffed my bike. <laughs> oh, or so luckily, God, I I haven't fa- fa- like fallen yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's just like wait. yeah. So I've come come to the conclusions like I'm just going to start from my house because it's also along the bike trail. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like hey, I just want to go up and back. Yeah, up and back. I don't care about roads at this point. Yeah, that's um, smart. But, but for your, do you have the? This is an important. I can just take it out later. It's not a big deal. What kind of clip bins do you have? I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I that'd probably be more comfortable too if you want to make one. Yeah, they're like rock solid. Yeah, I I really I can get my left one out now pretty easily. I cannot get my right one out, which is (laughs) the right leg is the one I like to like lean on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like half the time, like I'll just be standing there and just like falling, like oh I'll catch myself and I can't like I'm stuck in the bike. You have to become left footed now. That's the hardest part. So we're, we're lucky because my uh, roommate's also my housemate's doing doing it as well. I talked mm-hmm. him into doing it, and he has a bike with head clip and pedals and everything. Mm-hmm. So me not knowing how to like to clip in, I like of course watch YouTube video. Yeah, obviously. You know, what else would you do? Yeah. And I was sitting there, and he's like, he like clipped my like my feet in. And I like strapped in. I was like biking. I was like, it feels weird. Yeah. And he's like, okay, get out now. <laughs> and it took me a second. It was like you have to actually like almost snap your ankle. Yeah. And it's, like, mm. Out. Mine's yeah. Mine's. You're like in handcuffs, but on your feet. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) You had to shove your heel outwards. Okay. To like essentially break the the joint wise. You're making it sound even more scary. So. (laughs) That's my biggest fear. What? Like, not getting your feet out. A lot. What? Sorry. Not getting your feet out. Falling into traffic. Traffic? Well, yeah. Does that happen? But (laughs) it's like. I'll know, like, if I know, like, if a turn or stop's coming, I'll try, like, I'll do, like, all right, I have 400 meters. Mm-hmm. And then I can be like, all right, I have 200 meters and I still can't get out. Yeah. And then it's like, what am I going to do if I can't get out and I have to stop? And then it's yeah. just kind of like, I, I just start freaking out. Flailing your legs. And yeah. Hoping, hoping it pops People are like, are you okay? You're like, no. <laughs> no. But, no, it's like, I'm really fortunate to where it's like, I've, I had a stationary bike to where I can kind of practice mm-hmm. on that. Oh, that, that's but a good idea. I said, it's, it's definitely like, starting is like my worst fear now because when i did start from our athletic building once i was sitting there like trying to like clip in and like get started and there's like people walking by and it's like i'm wearing like you know the big helmet and everything like for it if you're like 
what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. Shut don't worry about it. I'm training. I'm training. I'm training. <laughs> Sleep me a little bit. Yeah. But, but, like, <laughs> but like, there's there's so many details. Like I have like a, basically a speedometer mm-hmm. and it now is set to like kilometers and I don't know how to change it. So it's really weird. Now you but, just have to learn. Yeah. Well, I know I know if I'm going 30 kilometers, I it's three hours my pace for the okay. bike section. Or so it's like 24-ish miles per mm-hmm. hour, 20-ish, whatever. Um, is that what you're going for? Is that what you know? I, I like to be three hours for the bike give or take yeah. um, the, the half marathon two hours and the swim at under an hour can you like listen to music or no. you just, that's horrifying oh, it's, 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 it's oh me, dear god it's me, and me. Yeah. it's me and me so my parents have already said they're gonna like like swing by driving because like you can pull yeah. up or so they'll be blaring like the rocky sound yeah yeah, yeah 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 um so that'll be interesting to look forward to yeah um but is it, it'll be a long 56 or it's just kind of out of no man's land yeah i mean you'll have other people i i, I bet if you've never been there before i think it'll be interesting though because you can see like oh yeah sites and stuff like that yeah, you won't be absolutely. completely like oh my god this is horrible yeah. so there, i actually downloaded an app and it had like the course layout oh yeah for it and i like kind of skimmed through it but it's it, you can link it up to like my trainer mm-hmm. to where you can simulate the bike oh okay kind of thing get a feel for what it's kind of yeah. is and it's essentially some poor guy had to go out there like, <laughs> bike it yeah 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 so by himself but like <laughs> it's like road like normal like kind mm-hmm. of i guess neighborhood road sure say. yeah and then it just takes a wild left-hand turn mm-hmm. into this unmarked single lane road nice and you're just out there for about 40 miles nice. and then you come back i like it i like so, it so we'll see It'll be good. It'll be a great time. I think you will do fantastic. It, when is it? June 11th. Yeah, you have plenty of time. Yeah. It's about 10 weeks. You're two months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. You'll be fine. Get the swim part under control and you'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Keep telling myself, but... So do you think that you will be able to sleep as snug as bug in a rug? Um, I... We'll see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Your sleep paralysis um, I, demon's going to yeah, want you to tell them all about this. Yeah, he'll be excited for the episode. Yeah. Um, I, say, I haven't seen him in a while, so it's, it's like, in a weird it's way. It's good to catch like, up. Yeah, I was like, oh, He's still hey, there for you're me. here too? Like, awesome. Um, no, I mean, like, I think definitely puts it in perspective. Like I said, yeah. it's like, I have a lot more respect for what I'm going to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and how much details have gone into it, mm-hmm. but it definitely makes me, like... And how much training you've put into it. I mean, mm-hmm. and research you've done, too, so... Yeah, so, but now it's like do i have everything that i need oh yeah that's so? true like there's so much like gear that i have to like mm-hmm. maintain and like with like like gel packs and whatnot yeah like, all that stuff where it's it's not needed but it's definitely highly recommended yeah better take it and then not use it than not take uh, it and yeah, be sorry absolutely. so so we'll, we'll your wetsuit. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's like between that like the the jersey that i have is like it's essentially like a cycling jersey or yeah. so you have to wear but, it i have two mm-hmm did they give it to you or you no, just no, picked it I, up? Okay, I was like... I, no, I had to buy it. Okay. I, I, I bought a wrong one so that I've like actually invested in like more of the serious one. It was yeah. also on sale. So I was like, why not? So now um, you have to do more than one of these because you bought yeah, all of this stuff. Like pants? I, I have the shorts. Yeah, so... I was like, I so, have uh, overall mm-hmm. bike pants. The, all the bibs? Mm-hmm. Or so, so the when I'm doing the ultra, the wheeling um, heritage trail thing... I have my first thought it would be tri suit, um, and it's like the it's like full blown bike padding, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like this is what every triathlon kit is. Like, yeah, okay, this is great. And then I like was walking around in the house with it just to get a feel for it. And I'm yeah, like, it's there's, weird. There's no way I can run half marathon in that. Yeah. So then I looked into a company who actually their whole like purposes between selling 
oddly enough, eyewear. Sure. And then, like, wetsuits sure. for this. So, very different. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, the padding is just, like, very slim. Right? Yeah. So, just enough to where it's, like, you're comfortable, but you can also run. Run it and, like, move. Makes yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge that difference. makes sense. The one I have is just for biking. It's essentially, like, putting the this in your pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you just shove that in your padding. It, it, it definitely feels weird, but it's, I mean, it's we, we use it for training. Yeah. I think that... Uh, I think that I'll stick to running <laughs> from what you guys have told me. <laughs> Maybe not ultra marathons, but I'm, I'm, listen, I've been kind of running because I got the goat gallop coming up that I'm going to hey, run. Listen, it's you, only a 5K though. So. Listen, if you want to run f- four miles with me, this I can't. Weekend. I, can't. I can't. literally can't run four miles, I don't think. We find out. Or so, I mean, it, I, so like, like part of the whole like challenge we're doing is uh, David Goggins had the challenge where it's you're on four miles every four hours for forty eight hours. Oh God! So me and my buddy were doing that. We're we're synced up. I started at four p.m. on Friday. He'll start at eight p.m. When so you'd run at time. midnight and then four a.m. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So Sunday at noon, I'll, I'll be finished. Okay. But uh, yeah. Well, I'm off. Listen, I'm off Saturday. I'm off Sunday. I can't run four miles, but I can maybe help you out a little bit. <laughs> I've been going by time, so I don't actually know how far I can run. I can run 30 minutes, though. So I have a, I have a track meet. Jack can't be there. You, can you run four miles? No. I have. <laughs> you can bike. I, I, can, I, can run four miles. I can run four miles once. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, he could, because he's run with me before yeah. longer distances. But you just don't train out. for it. Very well. Well, not very well. Very consistently. It's just when yeah. I drag him out of the house, and I'm like, hey, come run with yeah. me. Okay, so if you want to check out anything that we have talked about recently, um, you can go to the website, bugandrug.puppy.com. It has all my resources. Some of them are in Chinese, and you will have to translate them, but it's not a big deal. Some of them are some of the articles about, you know, pros and cons of running, ultra marathons, marathons, etc., um, if you want to see pictures, you can go to Facebook. It's just bugging a rug. Instagram and Twitter are at B-I-A-R podcast. You can email me. And me. You can email me at B-I-R podcast. No, B-I-R podcast at gmail.com. You can email Jack, but he doesn't, he doesn't read them. I will read them. <laughs> so. You can forward them. Can, I can forward them to Jack's email, I guess. So if you want to email me, B-I-R podcast at gmail.com. Dalton, Dalton. If 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 you want to run a what are you doing? An Iron Man yeah. and you want Gibbs' advice, you can also email me or DM us and I will vet the people who contact me. And if I think it's a worthy cause, I will send the message to you. <laughs> I said I don't know how much advice because I'm still learning a lot, but I mean I'll be happy to I feel like sometimes good advice for things like this if you've never done something is also from like newbies. I feel like sometimes people have done it a lot. They they forget the they forget, they forget the, what it feels like to be times. new. You know what yeah. I mean. So I feel like it's good. All right. Any last comments, questions, concerns, thoughts, did, feelings? Did, did you have one? Were you going to tell him something yeah, relevant yeah, to this, or yeah. were you going to tell him something relevant to something yeah, else? You said Dalton. Oh yeah. <laughs> we all saw him punch you. <laughs> <laughs> we did. I did see it. I have seen it. I was in there in person, but I've seen the video. So it's definitely one of the highlights um, out there for sure. It's one of the highlights of my life. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nothing. Good okay. luck on your thingy. Yeah, good luck on your thing. Everybody Thank cheer you. for Gibbs on what day is it? June eleventh. That's right. Yeah. I don't know why I keep forgetting that. I apologize. That's fine. <laughs> if you're gonna be there, if you're also signed up, 
let me know and I'll let you give so and you'll already have a friend I, we well, can make this connection wait, and wait, so if you get stung by a jellyfish <laughs> we'll have somebody that'll pee on you or they'll pee on you <laughs> <laughs> or you could pee on them I don't know I don't know yeah I, just, I mean it would be cool to, to, to meet people there because like I gotta go the first day and be like do like the whole like the bike check in and everything mm-hmm. and whatnot and like I got family coming and yeah. they're coming out like late Saturday ish, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna be sitting there all day Friday and Saturday, just like in my own little just world, contemplating. just contemplating. Like, oh God, yeah. Should I do this? Right, like, like, right. with your own countdown clock, just yeah, back she's like rocking. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. You're not going with any, like you don't know anybody that's racing. So I know so my roommate's doing it. Okay, okay. Like, so you won't be like roommate. so I won't terribly. be alone. But it's just there. I don't know if we'll ever be near each other. Yeah, we're definitely going to start swimming at the same time just for kicks and laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then after that, yeah, who knows? Who who knows? Interesting. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for being on here. Thank you. If you ever want to come back on, let me know. If you don't, that's fine. Don't let me know. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. Jack. Gibbs. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>